Here we go. You're tuning in to Will Love Listen. Now listen. What up, Will Lovers? Thank you for tuning in to Will Love Listen. Today, I'll be kicking it with pop princess JoJo. We go deep and discuss winning the legal battle which nearly ended her music career and celebrate the release of her new album. From being the youngest solo artist to top the charts, selling over 7 million records, to her upcoming tour, and growing up in my home state, New Jersey. Hey, JoJo. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm good. First off, I have to say it is such a pleasure to speak with you today because I've been following your career since you hit the scene in 2004 with Leave, Get Out. Oh, okay. Well, nice to talk to a day one. (laughs) Yeah, right. I think I was in eighth grade at the time and your first two albums literally got me through high school, which was not a fun time for me. <laughs> are, are we the, are we the same age? I feel like I put out my first album in eighth grade. I think we are the same age. How old are you now? Twenty nine. Okay, all right. I'm like a year older. I'm thirty. Okay, yeah, I'm almost there in December. All right, turning thirty. Although I, I hear it gets better, so I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I know. So am I. I'm pretending this year didn't count, so I'm celebrating my thirtieth birthday again next year because I planned this whole big birthday party, and my birthday was right in March. So I had this. No, it doesn't count. Yeah. It's like a leap year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, so what sign are you? Sagittarius. Oh, Sagittarius. I like Sag. Sag is my rising. Are you into astrology? I am. Yeah. I'm a lot of Aquarius, actually. I have a lot of Aquarius in my chart, but my son is Sag. And then I think like the next three, almost the next three are Aquarius or something like that. Oh, wow. All right. Wait, so so your son is. Your son. What is March? March is Pisces. So like my sun sign is Pisces, but my rising sign is Sagittarius. Okay. So that's like your shadow self? Yeah. They say like your rising sign is basically who you come across to others as. So like even though I'm a Pisces, Mm. like apparently I have, because my rising is Sagittarius, that's what my personality is. So like it comes across to others. So I'm guessing your rising sign is Aquarius. So that's That's interesting. I, I need to learn more about that. It, it is. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Um, once I. Once I. I feel like it really helped me and like personally and professionally. Once I learned a lot more about it, you know, it kind of helps you in terms of like dealing with people and so forth. Absolutely. But um, moving on. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Your uh, fourth studio album, Good to Know, debuted at number one on the R&B albums chart. And I know it's received praise from, you know, every outlet from Associated Press to Time magazine. So kudos to that. Thanks. After enduring such a difficult legal battle, this has to feel good. It's definitely encouraging. And but but to be honest, I, I don't just want to, like, luxuriate in the positive write-ups you know what I mean I'm really really excited about continuing to to make new stuff and to and to keep getting better I just you know what I mean I'm always kind of thinking about how can I how can I get stronger better faster truer and um but but it's but it's really encouraging because like you said after such a colorful experience in this industry it feels really validating to have people be so um, receptive receptive to, to the music yeah absolutely the sound vocally and musically along with the lyrics really showcase a more mature sound which is more in line with R&B than your typical pop record what was your inspiration behind this album mm, I was really inspired by the the people I was working with and just by having super raw conversations about love and sex and 
shame and introspection um and i think that we were we were just listening to a lot of hip-hop listening to um a lot of 90s r&b a lot of kind of experimental jazz and electronic music and we were interested i i guess in in supporting what the lyrics were with, with with the music and i think since the lyrics felt sensual and soulful that ended up being the foundation um which, which kind of you know felt more r&b but that's always been my musical root you know my, my first album the biggest song on it was leave get out which definitely felt like more of a pop song but the rest of it was low-key an r&b album so this kind of just feels like me returning to where I feel most like myself. Yeah, now that you mention that, I sort of feel like with each record you put out, um, you know, there were always R&B influences, but I think this is your most um, urban R&B sound to date, and I like it. It's, it's um, it, it really suits you vocally. Thanks. Yeah, we just, uh, I feel like at this, at, at this point in the collecting consciousness, we all just need to be as authentically ourselves as possible because there's so many other people doing what they do great. And what we can bring to the table is just, you know, our own influences, our own interpretation, um, our own flavor. And I think I'm getting closer to that every time. Now, the new deluxe edition of Good to Know features about a half a dozen new tracks, including collaborations with Tinashe and Demi Lovato. What was it like working with those two artists in particular? They're so bomb. I just love them as women and um, what, what they're, you know, the, the path that they're carving in their own careers. I have a lot of respect for them both. And I think that, um, I mean, it was different than other collaborations I've done because we weren't able to be in the studio together. So when I think about like my duet with PJ Morton, we got to sing that together, literally like that old school vibe of that's how it's, Historically, you know, I mean, that's like how it's traditionally done. Yeah, of course. And um, so, so with this being the weirdest year of all time, <laughs> it was a lot of, you know, texting about it back and forth, FaceTiming and sending, sending different versions to each other. And, um, but working with them was really easy and felt great. I want to work with more women. Like I love being a woman and I think that it's, the most exciting time to be a woman in music. And it, it just brought me a lot of joy that we could collaborate in, in some way and that you can feel the energy of, it's not a competition. It's, it's really women supporting women being fully, fully themselves and, you know, do, doing their own thing, but bringing, bringing the best of themselves to the table. So I don't know, that just really excites me. And, it, it, it felt great. Like, like I said, it was easy. They're really, they're real ones. And I think that that's, that's not that common in this industry. So I, I really appreciate those girls. Oh, that's, yeah, that's nice. And that's good to hear that um, you have a good relationship with them. Now, I know you were due to tour this year, um, but the coronavirus pandemic has pushed everything back to 2021. You're slated to do a show in April at Terminal 5. Are you looking forward to getting back on the road, and what can fans expect this time around? It's hard to even think about what that might feel like to to be back on the road, because this year has thrown everybody for such a loop. 
Um, so I, I, I almost I don't even let myself think about because I li- I'm in California right now and things are still so locked down and it's going to be interesting to see like is every will everybody be wearing masks? What what will this new normal be like? Of course, I'm anxious to to get out there and perform because it, it really is like my favorite part of getting to do what I do is that connection with people. I really miss it. It's just not the same doing IG lives or being on Zoom or performing with one musician. I love that energy that you get on the live show. Um, so I'm I'm anxious. It'll just be so interesting to see how everything shakes out. I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm I'm definitely excited. I, I feel like I'll be like a like a rabid dog just wanting to get out there and attack. Yeah. In a positive way, attack with love. <laughs> but I'm like mad excited. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, I'm I'm used to covering a lot of concerts, and I, I there were so many good ones lined up. Yours included this year, which have all been postponed. So I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to next year. And I also feel like because it's been set back, and because I, you know none of us are gonna have been able to perform really this year or tour. I also want to like really up the ante and make sure that I'm coming super correct and that this is the best tour I've ever put on and all that. So it puts a little bit of like fire under me as well to make sure that I really deliver. That's good to hear. I feel like this whole chaotic year is going to really like help out the music and the arts industry in general because it's going to inspire everyone so much or it is rather. Yeah, I like that mindset a lot. (laughs) Now you still remain the youngest solo artist to debut at number one on Top 40 Radio. Legal battles with your former labels caused you to basically re-record your previous albums. I'm just curious if you could go into it. Why did you have to re-record your first two albums? And what advice do you have for artists in similar situations? They weren't available on streaming services. The label that I was signed to at 12 years old didn't make um, deals, I guess, with the streaming services. And that's why Aaliyah's music isn't available either. So I felt that I was watching my history being erased and I couldn't sit idly by I saw questions online of like why did you take your albums off or why can't I hear you know your first album or your second and uh, I just I felt like there had to be some type of a creative solution so essentially I covered my first two albums but I tried to recreate them and make them sound as much like the original as possible so I could give my fans what they deserve which is to have the music that they grew up with or to discover my music for the first time you know these these songs that were like that that changed my life so um it wasn't just about ownership or being able to control that music it was literally out of what I felt was necessity because work was just being erased um but but it it had to do with, I guess, deals between a record label and streaming services because that has to happen before the music can be available. I see. I, the, thanks for clearing that up because I, I know I'm not the only one who was confused about that. And me, along with some well, other... Well, it's, it's confusing. I mean, it seems nonsensical. You think that company, you know, you think that a label wants to make money, but some things exactly. are, are hard to, you know, are just irrational, <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, that, that's good to know. I always thought it, that they it was like sort of like a spiteful thing that was done out of spite um, that you know, because what was going on, they just didn't, re- you know, didn't release it. But um, I mean, it, 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 it might be that I don't know why they didn't make my music available. It might be that. But 
also Aaliyah's music isn't available. So I don't know, you know, that's just a, a common theme with, with that label. Oh, okay. All right. So it was the same label. Okay. That's so to- that totally makes sense. Um, well, it was good. I love, I obviously, um, I listened to the re-recorded version ones and I think it was, you know, it sounds really similar, but it also sounds even more fresh. So, uh, props Thanks. to that. Thank you. It was fun and weird. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I understand you actually lived in New Jersey for a while growing up. How long did you live here and where did you live exactly? Was it just Edgewater? I did. Yeah, I lived in Edgewater. I went to school. Um, I went to like a little bit of sixth grade in at Edgewater Public School. I forget the name of it. And then I went to Leonia for seventh grade or was it eighth grade? I don't know. I think seventh. Um, and I actually met one of my best friends in the world there, LaMica Levert. Um, he's actually Gerald LeVert's son, and we met um, at, at school on the bus, and we are still best friends to this day. So I'm so grateful for my New Jersey experience because that's that's my fan, um, and it, and that's where I recorded my my first album while I was living in New Jersey in Edgewater, right on the um, Hudson River. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm familiar. Um, I lived in Edgewater for a year, but it's with it was with a crazy ex, and I I really don't miss that time. <laughs> <laughs> But I got at least one. I got several. Yeah, I know. I have. I I only have one, but this one was nuts. But it's unfortunate because <laughs> the town itself is a it's a fun town. Like the restaurants, the view is amazing. So um, I remember the like shopping center that was built there um, right before we had moved there, and it was just uh, there was always stuff to do, always things to walk to, and I love that because I'm I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Massachusetts, and I like we just said I lived in New Jersey, so I love that walkability and. So it was perfect for my walking ass. Do you do you still live? Do you still um, have a place here or no? No, 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 no. I haven't lived in New Jersey since I was twelve. Um, I was just there for a year, but I have a place in Boston and I live in LA. Oh, nice. I'm familiar with Boston. Do you visit? Let me ask you this. I know it's a little off topic. Do you visit Salem often or? I want to spend more time in Salem. Actually, I I went there when I was a little girl my mom took me and I, cause I was really fascinated by witches and about the Salem witch trials and all that. And I do think it's an amazing place. It's really beautiful. I think the history is fascinating. And as I get more in touch with my divine feminine, I'm really interested in the history of, you know, the patriarchy pretty much being afraid and trying to suppress that, which is magical about women and just thinking, Oh, well, they, they must be doing dark magic. I don't know. It's just very interesting. And, yeah, Salem Salem is a good time. Like, not even just around Halloween. It's just, it's cool. Yeah, true. There's so much history. I used to, me and my family used to visit. Have you been? Yeah, actually. That's why I, I'm obsessed with that area. That's why I wanted to ask you that because my family and I used to visit Salem every October. So growing up, we would usually go like a couple weeks before Halloween and like we'd stay for like, you know, half a week. Um, so, and I... Did I, you I, stay at haunted places? Like places that yes. had historic... Yeah. Oh my God, for real, y'all are crazy. We did and crazy stuff would happen. Like, I'm not, well, like, like for example, um, we stayed in one of the rooms which was supposedly really haunted at the Hawthorne Hotel and um, like the bathroom door the entire time the bathroom door would just open by itself um, oh hell no and none of us would none of us would be near it I, I just thought it was it's interest I'm into like very like interesting stuff paranormal yeah basically yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really like, I have a lot of reverence for it and a 
lot of fear, but but a lot of curiosity. So I'm I'm with you. And then I I ended up meeting this um the psychic there that I had met through my aunt, and I would go to him at like an annual thing, like every October. Um, oh, that's so cool! I love that tradition. And it was it was uncanny how accurate he was. Like he told me what I was what professions I was going to get into, what I was going to do, what I should watch out for, and like growing up, especially when you're in your teens, you're like he doesn't know what he's talking about, or all right, that's not happening. And then over time, I'm like, oh wow, he knows exactly. Like it was, it's it's very interesting. If you check it out, it's kind of worth it. Oh, that's amazing! I love it. But um, so I posted to social media. I said I would be interviewing you and I was asking for questions. And oddly enough, I was getting a lot of questions about your acting career. Um, people are basically curious right. if, um, you know, they recalled you in Aquamarine and various guest spots and different TV shows. And, you know, I noticed several questions were wondering if you were interested in making a return to acting in a large capacity. Yeah, I, I am. I just I'm not in a rush to do something random. Like I want it to be something really dope. I'm actually developing this idea that we've been flushing out through all of quarantine. And it's something I'm really passionate and excited about um, with some amazing creatives. And um, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, but it would see me returning to that, that side of myself. And, um, I'm looking forward to the the challenge. That's that's interesting. So if this amounts, would it be sometime within the relative near future? Yeah, relative near future, I guess. That's int- That's good. To, I'm I'm glad to hear that because I got quite a few questions about that, and I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, it is interesting. In wrapping up, I understand you're getting a lot more into cooking and drinking, um, more like mixology with these <laughs> weekly IG uh, happy hours. Um, are you going to keep doing them? Probably. Yeah. I just yeah. I love tasty things. I love conversation. I love people, and there's nothing better to break the ice than with a delicious strong-ass beverage. <laughs> What's your drink of choice? You know, lately, I've been really digging gin. Um, gin with, like, some type of herbs, like um, gin with mint, cucumber, some club soda, or, like, some ginger beer. I've been just really feeling gin these, these past couple months. Oh, that's interesting. Gin is good. So what could fans basically expect from you next? Better, stronger, doper i just want to keep growing and i think they can just expect that i'm not going anywhere i'm, I'm here and i'm gonna stay here <laughs> <laughs> you're officially back i'm officially back and you can't get rid of me <laughs> well thank you for speaking with me and um you know i really enjoyed speaking with you you're very easy to talk to and like we have like stuff in common and you know thank you yeah you're, you're really easy to talk to too well enjoy jersey and um I'll see you on the internet. <laughs> Make sure to pick up the latest issue of Out in Jersey Magazine to read Will Love's monthly music memo. Find out the hottest albums available on shelves and streaming platforms now. Well, that was a fun conversation. JoJo, I'm such a fan. Right? Such a fan. Oh, oh, by the way, what is your drink of choice? My drink of choice? Um, that's a tough question, sadly. <laughs> uh, I love specialty cocktails. Like I like going to different restaurants. That's been like a trend I've been doing since the pandemic, since you can't go clubbing. So I've been checking out different restaurants all the time. 
And I like it when they have a diverse cocktail menu and like all these different, you know, creations. Yeah, you're the one that's always like, what is your most Instagrammable drink? I do. Jenna's been out with me to dinner a couple times and I'm like, (laughs) what's the most, especially if you go to like a a place that gets creative with the drinks, I'm like, what's your most Instagrammable cocktail? And they'll make something. (laughs) What was the last, do you remember the last one you had? Yeah, I um, went to this one restaurant and they have like this one this air bubble thing that they've started doing so like you'll order a certain cocktails and it'll come with like this air bubble on it and like eventually it pops and turns in the smoke oh and this oh cute right yeah I that's like that very a lot. instagrammable yeah that's a cute like boomerang moment do we still boomerang i do okay <laughs> and i love anything with lavender I love lavender cocktails. Mm. I usually go so coconut's always a good choice for me. Really, something with co- something coconutty. Um, I liked mojitos for a while, but because you, you mentioned lavender, and I'm like I, mojitos. I do like mojitos, but they get played. They there. It's just too much in my drink. Like it's just too much going on. Like I just want a smooth drink that I don't have to like pick stuff out of my teeth. True. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you there. Um, but lately, especially if you're trying to impress someone and then you realize there's some fucking green shit in the middle of your teeth. <laughs> no, thank you. That would be my story, <laughs> that, and it would be the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> I went out with a guy, and it was um they they had a cocktail. Uh, it was like a special and they told us it contains a b and c i don't remember and it had like blueberries and pomegranate i don't know and then it's topped (laughs) off with powdered sugar and i just turned to him and i'm like imagine i'm drinking that and i get like the powder on your nose oh my god he's like i would leave you like that the whole day he said, I would let you walk around like that just with the powdered sugar. And I would tell people, oh my yes, God. she has a problem. Yeah. It's okay. Then they'll think, oh my, that is embarrassing. They don't think you're like a big cokehead. It's funny. Oh, man. You don't think that's funny? That is funny, yeah. So you have to be, yeah, you have to be aware of like shit like that. Yeah, so I, I try to check my face that's often. That's like when you're at the shore and you're having like a funnel cake. Yeah. And you know, that shit always gets on your face. And then you realize like a half hour later and it's like, oh shit, this looks like something that it shouldn't. And then you try like wiping it off. (laughs) And then it just smears. It's a thing. It's (laughs) But yeah, Jojo taking me back. Yes. Oh my God. She was so easy to interview. I feel like we had a lot in common. Like, so she grew up in... Boston and grew up going to Salem a lot. I used to go with extended family to Salem every October, right around Halloween. You're into like supernatural, like... uh... Well, my first guest was Susan Miller. Yes. And of course, we also have April, the medium. So I've always been into that growing up. So I had to like know if she went, if she liked it, because, you know, Boston's right there, right right around Salem. And then she lived in Jersey for a bit. More common ground. Right here. Yeah. So we had that in common. And we're the same age. And, you know, we're both dialing it back a year to make up for the pandemic year. So we're actually aging backwards a year. So <laughs> I, think that, <laughs> I think psychiatrists or psychologists would have stuff to say about that. <laughs> I'm sure they would. <laughs> You're trying to erase an entire year. Of, I mean, sometimes I forget. And that's not on purpose. Like, someone would be like, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> Did you ever so like not that long ago I was at Sugar Factory and 
we had a reservation, but they made us wait. Um, this was pre-pandemic, because I think now it's like they only take reservations. So, you know, that place gets busy on Saturdays. And we were waiting like almost an hour to be seated. And like the guy was really cute. And he, I think he was either, he was at least by. Mm-hmm. And he had, at least. I first, he had said something to me. And, um, he was like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you're celebrating your 21st, right? And of course I said yes, because <laughs> mentally I am. And he, he's like, he's like, don't you worry. That dessert, that Sunday's on the house. Wow. And so they brought out that King Kong Sunday where like they shut the lights and bring out the mute and have the music going yeah. and all that. And it wasn't even on the bill. Oh my gosh. On the house and because you turned 21 again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's all in your mind. If you say it and believe it, it'll be true somehow. Right. Okay. So Jenna's everyone, not buying let's that. just, we're I'm like closing my eyes. Like we're going to say it together. I am 21. <laughs> I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am blessed. it's true you have to just really really believe it have some confidence in it yeah you got to put it out there i loved uh speaking of being like positive i loved her jojo's positive outlook on just like coming out of that situation that she was in with the labels and yeah that has to be horrible because i felt for her with that because it's like you put like all these years into like records that were super successful selling well over 7 million records and now the company doesn't want to put it on streaming platforms so you're forced to like go to battle with them and then ultimately she had to re-record the albums that's a lot of work isn't that that's kind of similar well it's, it's not similar it's different but the outcome is similar with Taylor Swift yes having to re-record the records yeah Taylor's version yeah but at least hers were still on Spotify even though she was no, or and streaming platforms even though she wasn't making money from it. JoJo's weren't available at all. Right. So she really had to re-record it. And, you know, it sounds better. Like, I listened to the re-recorded versions. They sound a little... They sound different, but the, vocally, they're better. Yeah. I mean, time time and experience. And I remember um, there, there was talk about just how so many people who grew up... Um, this is more TV-related than music, but they grew up making a show. And so, like, there's a lot of re-watching trends going on now. And so people are, like, re-watching episodes of their shows. Yeah. And they're kind of being taken back to, like, where they were at that time in their lives. You know, like, wow, I... At the time, I was 16, and on the show, I was this person, but, like, in the background, I was going through A, B, and C, and and kind of seeing how far they've come. So I wonder if, like, JoJo went through a similar, just kind of, like, meta moment where it's like, I'm recording the song that I made when I was in the eighth grade, but now I'm this age. And yeah. it's just, I, I don't know, I'd be, I'd love to, JoJo, hit us up. We got follow-up questions. Yes, we do. <laughs> I mean, and she had to have, you know, it, it, it puts, by default, it puts you in that mind frame. Yeah. Can you think of anything that you did like as a kid? And if you did it now, it'd, it'd be just so weird that you're like, wow, I, like, it, it, it would just kind of take you out of your body. I might have to let you go first. I have something on my mind, but I'm sure I could come up with something better. Uh, mine is so va- like mine is so innocent because like as a kid, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I wasn't like a bad kid. I didn't like, you know, like jump fences yeah. and, and, and sneak around with boys. But um, now... I played with dolls a lot. Like, I, I used to make stories, and I was very, like, invested in these stories, and there was drama. Like, oh, they're not talking to each oh. other. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> you prepared yourself for adult life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, I was, like, so invested in that, and now I have, like, younger nieces, and they play with their dolls and their toys and whatever it is, and 
I just think to myself when I do it, I'm I'm taken back to that. And yeah. Like, yeah. This is kind of weird, but also I remember what this feels like, and, and it's just that weird moment for me. Yeah. I no, enjoy it, though. No, I feel you. Um, you know, I used to, I was always into music growing up, so during high school, I learned how to create mashups, a different audio program. I feel like I was almost more techie them than I am now, and like I would create mashups, like taking the instrumental from one song and mixing it with the acapella of another, and I used to do all shit like that. Um, so you're like a DJ. Yeah, well, yeah, and then DJ it lets it, well, that's how I met you at the <laughs> radio station. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so stuff like that, like I thought of doing that again recently. I think it was, I found like an old mashup that I did because I, a lot of them are on my one computer where I need to recover the software from, but I ended up finding it because I had uploaded one to SoundCloud, I think. And I was like, oh shit, I was fucking good. <laughs> I was fucking good at 15 doing this shit. Maybe I it love wanted, that like, you can look back to something you did as a teen and be like, I was good. I look at things I well, did. Well, I mean, like, what was for I a 15 year old doing that, it was good. I mean, if I were to do it now, I was listening to it. I would like tweak it. But I was like, oh, like I did this like just for fun. Like I wasn't even doing it like seriously. Like, you know, like when we're, when we're working at the station or one of the stations I worked with in the past, I was like, oh, wow. Made me kind of want to try it again. <laughs> you should do it. Yeah. We'll use it as a bad. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get more equipment and shit. <laughs> I guess that's the other thing too. I regret when my parents were going through like a divorce and like I thought like things were going to be tight financially, which they were, but I had sold a lot of like music equipment that I had as a kid. Like one was like a synth of uh one of those keyboards which also had a vocoder on it okay so like you could play the instrument of a song but you could also sing or talk into it and it would change your voice is that like a midi keyboard it would change your voice to have an auto tune over it mm. you what? did you were like t-pain like it had yes were you, being you were able to play the bedroom? keys You're, yeah i was you were able to play the keys and then if you sing or talked into it you'd get like it would create auto tune over the voice it was so fucking cool and my fucking dumb ass sold it mm. Ugh, i could kick myself and it's Are like, they, do they run pretty high nowadays? I, I have expensive? not bothered to Google, but I'm. Sh I mean, I could buy it now if I want to. I think it's. I think I did check. I don't know what was the right one because I think it was like five hundred bucks. So. But it'd be really annoying to have to buy something that you once owned. You know. Like yeah, I mean, I could buy it if I want to, but. Like it's the prince. I'm one of those fuckers where it's like the principal. It's like I should have never fucking sold it. But I thought about buying it, you know. But it's just like I don't think I would obviously play it as much as I do now. But maybe it would be a good idea to get back into. You it. should buy it. This is just my recommendation. You should buy it and then revisit your old songs and remake them, like a la JoJo, a la Taylor. Ah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> good, good idea. Not a bad idea. And then you'd see how far you've come with like your your skill set and. Yeah, JoJo, you could tell like she'd be cool to hang. Yeah. Like you know, like we had a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's... Yeah, it'd be fun. Just sit back, sip some gin. What was it? She puts a lot of stuff in her gin. Like, her... <laughs> I know. She's like amateur bartender. That, yeah, that was pretty cool. I wrote it... I wrote it down. I'll try the recipe. I'll let you know, Jojo. You know how, <laughs> how it turns out. I don't even think... I, do I drink gin ever? I don't think I do. It'll always go back to whiskey. Here we go. Going back to drinks. Going back to like... drinks. Well, like, speaking on the music segment, I always felt like her. she had a much more R&B vibe. She always said she was pop, but everything had a very strong R&B influence. So I like that her new album is basically pure R&B and it fits her vocals. 
Yeah, she definitely has that vibe. There are so many guys I know that they're like, JoJo is my first crush, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that song came out eighth grade. Oh, that was an anthem. Leave, get out. I was like... It was a fucking anthem. And then Too Little Too Late, I think, came out freshman year or sophomore year. One of the uh, one of them. And it was like my first crush. And it reminded me of like my first crush. Oh, and I wasn't out yet. And of course, <laughs> that summer, I played that song a lot. Too Little Too Late. Well, I mean, flashback to me being like, what, 13, 14, like screaming, get out. like, And it's just like... To who? I have no boyfriend. I know, yeah, and same too little too late. It's like to who? I'm like, given the fucking past few years I had, that song's a lot more applicable than it, applicable than it was then. But it was very much like that with um, uh, She Will Be Love, Maroon 5. Mm. And it's like, what, I'm some like, I'm What are you crying. getting upset about? Yeah, like, I'm crying. Like, I will be love. Like, someone's pining over me. Like, no, no, nobody wanted <laughs> But it's cool. I'm, I'm I'm very much desired now. Aww. My Instagram is I am Jenna G. <laughs> yeah, I know. Follow me. <laughs> I've got like 400 followers, I think. I know. Follow Jenna, and then follow Will Love Inc. And of course, Will Love Listen. Yes, absolutely. Follow Will Love Listen. If you follow anything, <laughs> follow Will Love Listen. <laughs> So let me ask you this. So Jojo grew up in Boston, right outside Salem. I grew up going to Salem. I loved it. Have you ever been to the haunted city? Oh, no, I've never been. But I was literally um, deciding I want to visit uh, Salem this year. You should. Yeah. If like, you know, if like everything allows, I really want to, um, I want to go. My birthday's in October. Oh, it's so, so appropriate. Yes. Make yeah. a road trip because I'll go for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do want like to a just, weekend trip. Yeah, absolutely. I want to do the things. I want to see the sights and get creeped out. And because I've, I, I've always been intrigued by like witchy stuff, but I never, I could never get too into it. But yeah. I think that I'd like to get a better idea of that history in person. But yeah, yeah, that's a goal. That's a goal. I really want to go to Salem. Any recommendations that you could like? Yes, I do. Stay at the Hawthorne Hotel. Okay. That's the hotel we'd stay at. And it's like, and it's a great hotel. And, you know, they say it's haunted. And when I was there, I will say the bathroom door would randomly move by itself. What? Yeah. And then the one year, literally a day before I checked in, the sci-fi channel was just there filming a show about one of the rooms, which was just acro- like adjacent. It was like across and one over wow. from my room. And I'm there's like, like stuff happening? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have you visited any other um, like haunted... I feel like Washington, D.C. is haunted. I felt more uncomfortable in Washington, D.C. than I did in Salem. Are there places like that in Jersey? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the weird New Jersey shit. What There's is like that? like little stuff. You were posting about that the other day. Yeah, because I did one. <laughs> okay, so weird New Jersey. I, if you're from Jersey, you know it. It's like it has all like the haunted, scary attractions. There's like one place in Franklin Lakes you go on like a hill and you're, it's supposed to move your car forward um, in Gravity Hill. There's like in Mawa. They're really the Ramapo uh, area of Mawa all the way up on a hill where like what who they call the Jackson Whites which were like uh, they have like a lot of Indian ancestry um, and I think they're part of the Ramapo something and they all live up there but apparently they don't like it when tourists go up there and they like chase them out wow I'm just, this is just what I, they say. Um, there's like Clinton Road in West Milford, which it's supposed to be 
there's a bunch of stuff about that. There's all throughout New Jersey. There's like all, that's why they call it Weird and Jay. Gotcha. I'm going to have to look into that. You should try one of those spots. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's right in my backyard. So since I'm out in New York, I don't have that in common with yeah. you and JoJo. <laughs> I know. Well, JoJo lived in the town that I lived in for a while with the worst person that I ever dated, was involved with, period, all across the board. And she liked it. I was like, well, I didn't exactly enjoy that area when I was there. But, you know, it is right across from the city. I will say, I think you should definitely make your birthday this year a Salem birthday. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> I could be the tour guide because I know all the spots where to go. I feel like you know all the good spots. Do you, um, is there anywhere new, like any new haunted site you'd want to visit? Somewhere you've been wanting to go? I mean, we've driven past through here a billion times, Sleepy Hollow, but I never actually stayed in the town of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Did you? No. Well, no, but it's, it's a lot lot of fun around Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I feel like it's so close to us and we never do anything with it. So we should try to do something with it. All right. We're going to put that. Maybe we can like take the podcast on the road and do like. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like like the Sleepy Hollow edition or, <laughs> <laughs> or our trip to Salem. All right. So as we wrap up, because we sort of went on a tangent, make sure to download or stream JoJo's latest EP, Good to Know, on Spotify. Also, make sure to check out her single, American Mood, which, by the way, did you hear American Mood? Yes. Isn't it so good? I'm wondering if this is like, this is a direction that she's going to take her next album into like a more folk country yeah. soul vibe. Yeah. Like uh, you can you can still hear her R&B coming through. Yeah. But I love that about JoJo. But yeah, definitely download it. It gives like a whole new vibe to JoJo. And I'm kind of hoping that's the new direction of whenever she releases her next album. 